My name is Ken McGuire and you're listening to Scoreline Extra, the podcast that brings you some of the best highlights and interviews from KCLR's sports programming. This podcast covers the weekend of December 4th and 5th, uh, where we've been chatting to a number of guests from the world of athletics to hurling, soccer to camogie and much more. Up first is Vinnie Homan from Carlo Basketball Club, who's the county recipient for the 2021 Federation of Irish Sports Volunteers and Sports Awards. Here he is in conversation with Brendan Hennessy. I was very lucky to be nominated by my by my peers here in the basketball club, and uh, I, I got received a call a couple of weeks ago just to say that I had received uh, I was the recipient of a of a, a Federation of Irish Sports uh, National Volunteer Award. So I was delighted to to, to hear it. Um, a little bit uh, obviously um, overwhelmed, but it was a, it was a great achievement, obviously for for us in the basketball club here. Yeah, it's a bit of pride, not only for the club, but obviously a bit of self-pride for yourself because it's great when people are rewarded and there's lots of great people involved at grassroots level in various sports across the country and especially across Carlock and Kenny. But uh, obviously a bit of pride in relation to uh, going to pick up this award now, Vinny, I take it. Yeah, look, I mean, look, it's fantastic. It's it's great for, for oneself, you know. I mean, we've talked about uh, Carlock basketball being around like sort of five, six years, but, but I've been coaching now 26 years uh, basketball, so... It's been a long road, and uh, many, many kids and uh, many people have coached or, and, and volunteered with over the years. So really, it's it's sort of a, it's a testament to all of those people over that period of time, you know. And Vinny, I remember when I was growing up in Carlow, there was always some uh, sort of basketball. I was too young to remember how big it was at the time, but I know it it evaporated over years, and there was little touches of it here and there. But you have now got uh, Carlow basketball up and running, and you're responsible for the introduction, reintroducing basketball to Carlow. Twenty members to over two hundred in just five years. I mean, that's a major, major step. How did you go about doing that? Yeah, look, it's 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 been a it's been a long road, you know. Um, but I suppose basketball wouldn't Carla basketball wouldn't be here without those people that had gone before us, you know. You know, so the likes of Eddie Corcoran and, and Dave McAuliffe and Donald Sullivan and all these people, Jim Connolly, that sort of had put basketball on the map, including our Lachlan Basketball Club, who are here in, in Carlow also, but specifically in Carlow Town. Look, at it just started from we had a I was helping out with community games basketball in one of the in one of the areas. Um, they sort of said, "Look, we'd like to keep things going." Um, we started off with like twenty kids, uh, and I think up until you know recently, we've, we're growing uh, up to about two hundred and fifty members at the moment, and we've got more on a on a waiting list. We don't like to use those words, waiting list. It sort of it sounds a little bit elitist or something like that. But we're trying to we're trying to help with that. But yeah, it's just been it's been five years. We've we've sort of we've done the hard work on the ground. And thankfully now it's sort of the club is, is growing and, and we can see the, see the fruition of our work. And Vinny, the majority of basketball I know is indoor and your basketball 99 times out of 100 will be indoor. There's a few outdoor courts in Ireland. that, But mm. I take it COVID has affected as well. I don't want to be talking about COVID on this great occasion of you uh, ready to pick up an award. But obviously it didn't help in the beginning. And, and do you see a few problems coming down the line now in relation to indoor events? Yeah, look, it, there's no doubt, I suppose for all of us, um, in every walk of life, COVID has been a has been a problem, has been an issue. Um, no more so for for basketball. For we went without really without basketball there now for twenty twenty one months. Um, no sort of official league games. Um, no official competition for a particular period of time. We couldn't even get into a gym. Um, so we weren't. And in fact, we weren't even allowed to to take part in in basketball um, at a particular period of time. So thankfully. You know, things sort of uh, panned out a little bit and we were able to get back ourselves in the club sort of last April, May, outdoors. And then we were able to get back indoors um, in August, September there. 
what's coming down the line. Who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully, we're just trying to keep everybody safe when they walk in the door. We have a very stringent uh, protocol right throughout the whole of the all the leagues and, and, and any any club that's that's governed by Basketball Ireland. So we have a very stringent protocol, and we're just trying to keep everybody safe and, and keep going for as long as we can. Thankfully, actually, in in sort of I suppose a good story out of this is we've we've grown possibly you know contravening uh, uh, COVID. You know, we've our numbers have grown because of it because I think people sort of seen that there was an opportunity for another sport there, and and, and thankfully we've we've grown throughout it. You know, so we're sort of happy with our numbers at the moment and how things are progressing within the club. Okay, and Vinny, how how important? Um, I know that that little struggle has taken place, but now that you have it up and running and the membership is built to over two hundred people, like all sports, how important are volunteers now to Carlow Basketball for the club to remain sustainable in the future? Because it's something that you've really focused on, isn't it? And it's something that you really need uh, people to to keep keep it going. And you mentioned a few people, Jim Connolly today, but a few there from uh, the years gone by, and you mentioned Old Lachlan and all the great people they have. It, it is important to have volunteers, but how important is it now for Carlow? Yeah, look, uh, I, uh, you know, today is the International Day of the Volunteer. Um, I think that what we've got to do is we've probably got to flip the, the script a little bit in terms of the volunteer. And I, I know in previous years, you know, people would volunteer and they would think, oh, that's it now. I'm sort of, I'm stuck, you know, and invariably what would happen is, is that they would be caught now like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. And, and, and they would be, if you want for a better word, they would be stuck in that position or stuck in that role and feel that if they were to step away that something might happen. We're all about sustainability within the club here. We we value ourselves, obviously, that we're trying to do a good job at the moment, but we're custodians of a, of a basketball club. and Nothing more than that, you know. We would like this to continue um, for the long term. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to put things in place, systems in place or things in place that obviously the club would continue if any one of us were to walk away. Um, and, uh, like, it's not easy. Um, and certainly trying to attract volunteers. I mean, like I said to you earlier on, we have a waiting list in the club. I mean, we don't we don't really want that. That's, that's something that we yeah. don't like at all. Um, and I suppose it's trying to attract volunteers and volunteer coaches to be involved with the club is, is probably the main issue. Um, there's no doubt. Like we've 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 attracted some great volunteers, um, especially in the last number of months. People sort of have 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 rolled in with what we're trying to achieve, and they understand what we're trying to do, and they sort of say, "Okay, look, at you know, we, we'll help you know for a particular period of time." And what we're trying to say to people is, "Look, at it's not indefinite. Give us one year, and then if you feel like you want to come back the following year, that's great. Otherwise, we'll look for somebody else, or we'll 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 try and seek other other possibilities." But certainly just to keep it growing and to keep it, uh, as you said, sustainability is the key for us. We try to make sure that our governance is, is correct and we try to make sure that our systems that, that are in place, that if any one of us is to walk away, that the club doesn't die of death, that basketball remains strong here in Carlottown. Okay, well, well done on the great work. And, and for people to get involved, I know you mentioned a waiting list and you don't like mentioning waiting lists, but if people in Carlow want to get involved and interested, how do they get in touch with the club, Vinny? Yeah, so like you can contact the the the, the club through the Facebook page um, or through Basketball Carlo 2015 at gmail dot com, and uh, yeah, get in touch with one of us and we'll be able to put you in the right direction. Absolutely. Okay, and Vinny, w- targets for twenty twenty two. I know you mentioned sustainability for the club and that, but obviously, I suppose you just wanted to be a great year. But if any anything in mind, if tournaments are back up and running, I suppose you'd like to win something. And I suppose there's a casual approach in the club as well, apart from a competitive approach, and it's about taking part as well. We are 
only, I shouldn't say we are only, but our, our predominant theme is participation. We nice. just want as many children playing, or many people, I should say, playing basketball as possible. Whether we win, lose, or draw, um, it's not that it's immaterial. We all would like to, to, to win, but certainly we, we talk to the kids about competing. Simple as, and we just simply want them to play, enjoy themselves, which is most important, and, and above all else, the testament will be if they come back the following year to us. Okay, now I know 2021 was a big challenge, Vinny, but um, that's, that was part and parcel for a lot of clubs. The point I would say, was it difficult for Vinny uh, Holman to watch other sporting organisations have their games when basketball had to sit back and say, we have to wait till this craziness is over with, with COVID? Was it difficult to watch on? It was. Completely, absolutely. You know, like, uh, look, uh, that's the the situation that comes with indoor sports, you know, and, and we're no different. Let's say, you're, you, you know, you're considering other indoor sports uh, being the same, having the same issue, you know, that we're, we're sort of, we were caught while everybody else was sort of, you know, moving on and certainly growing and, and sports was such a release, wasn't it, for everyone? And, yeah. and, and kids, were, kids were getting back inside, uh, back outside playing, you know, Gaelic or, or hurling or, or camogie or whatever the case may be. And we were sort of looking on. And and waiting and fingers crossed. So um, it's just it's just been great to get back. To be honest with you, you know, it's just been it's just been a joy. We had an under twelve game in the in St Leo's College here yesterday, and I just the joy from everybody. Um, you could feel it around the uh, around the building. You know, like everybody was just so happy to have kids play a game of basketball. For most of them, it was the first game we played Waterford Vikings here yesterday, and for most for both teams, apart from maybe one player, it was the first game ever. Um, so just the joy, you know, just to get back inside and, and, and play the game was uh, was phenomenal yesterday. So yeah. hopefully it will continue. That's brilliant. Now I know there's a, a court. Obviously, you said it was played in St Leo's, and I know you're you're a school teacher in Carlotown. You're involved in the presentation, which is a terrific school. Also, is there a future, uh, Vinny, uh, in schools? I know we have GA in schools and soccer to a certain degree, and rugby in certain schools. And that how is basketball faring, or has that been uh, approached yet? No, I think it's doing really well. I, I, yeah. in, like the number of schools here in Carlton between between the presentation, between St. Leo's, between the Gale Closter and the CBS have all got basketball teams and are all doing relatively well inside in their own competitions. I think the Gale Closter have just reached the, an All Ireland semi final. And so, I mean, it's sort of it's growing that 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 the, the schools are are getting involved and. And the kids who are obviously coming from our club are coming from our local basketball club or, or otherwise, you know, they're bringing sort of their desires to the, to the, to the schools. So I suppose teachers are there and they're, if they think that there's a, a case for a team, they're willing to put it on, you know. So thankfully, if it, as long as the clubs, the club structure is strong and, and going well, I think that helps with the, with the schools. You know, they work hand in hand, obviously. It certainly does. Vinny, uh, just on, on the local front, I know you're married to a great Carla woman, a Rutland woman. You, you have a famous brother-in-law, Brian uh, Scott Kelly, best free taker in the country, I suppose. So he keeps on telling me. I've, I've, I've yet to see that, but uh, so he keeps on telling me. No, I am. Um, I, uh, I, myself and my wife Anya, his, his, his sister, uh, we, we, we've been involved in basketball for a long time and, I met Anya in Dublin, and she uh, entrapped me, and we we moved here to to Carlo in 2014, and and Brian has been regaling me of uh, plenty of great stories um, of, of his football career uh, <laughs> throughout the years. Excellent. So, um, yeah, so all good, and and obviously your mother-in-law, like Maureen, uh, Maureen, Claire, woman, me along, you know, great absolutely, woman. yeah, and, absolutely. And by the way, we've a fantastic golf courses. We've great golf courses in Carlock Kenny, but Deer Park and Carlow is probably one of the best inland in Europe. Rory McIlroy played there. He didn't get an eagle on the fifth, but your father-in-law Gus Kelly got an eagle on the fifth, a famous eagle one time. Don't think anybody has got it since. 
Did you ever know that? Again, again, he likes to regale us with those stories also, you know? Like, they're not, they're not shy in the Kelly household, you know? And, and, and on your own front and your own surname, are you any relation to Darren, the former Dublin footballer? Dublin, uh, Darren is a, sort of like, a, I, I think he's like a second cousin to right, okay. with Darren a few times. Yeah, so Darren was a great footballer, you know? Yeah. We, we probably all would have played... We all would have played football back in Dublin, and uh, and I I started playing basketball quite late. I came to basketball when I was sixteen years of age. I, I wasn't a very good player, um, but I'd like to think I'm a better coach. But uh, yeah, we were we were very much a footballing family. Right. Uh, but then once basketball took over, that was it. Okay. Uh, and, looking back. And years ago, just before I do let you go, basketball. Everybody taught you have to be a six foot three, six foot four guy, or maybe taller to play basketball. Not necessarily. No, certainly not. No, no. We've got some of the some of the the best players in the world uh who are who are not tall at all so no i think if you have uh, if you've got some guts you've got some good attitudes and you're willing to work hard that's what makes a basketball player Okay, well, Vinny, we look forward to seeing you on the awards. It will be streamed, I believe, live each evening from 7 pm on the Federation of Irish Sports uh, Facebook page. And we look forward to that with the awards. Schedule listed uh, Tuesday, December the 7th, Leinster and Special Recognition Award. So I take it that will be yourself. And Wednesday, December the 8th, and Munster Connacht and Special Recognition Award. And on Thursday, December the 9th, Ulster and Outstanding Achievement Award. So on behalf of everybody here in Casey Lar and the people of Carlow, Vinny, congratulations on your award. And when we wish the club future and further success. and in bringing your membership from 20 to 200. Massive achievement and let's hope next time we speak to you that you probably have one of the biggest clubs in the 32 counties. So an honour to talk to you this evening and congratulations on your award. Well deserved and keep up the great work you and all the great people at Carlow Basketball and it's great to have a chat with you here on KCLR. Thank you very much Brendan and Merry Christmas to everyone. Next up it's the turn of Carlo's Laurent Dwyer followed by Kylie Murphy both representing Wexford Youths with the latter recently named Women's National League Player of the Season. Afternoon, how are you? Not too bad, and yourself? You've had a great few weeks. Um, you've been a busy lady over the last while, and there's lots of talk about the girls from Carlo and the girls from Kilkenny and Wexford Youth, so well done on the great success a fortnight ago. Thank you very much, thank you. Um, Lauren, you're down in Wexford a while now. How many years are you with them? Um, I started, is it six or seven years? I was 15 right, so when you, I started. You, you went very young. My early... Uh, thoughts of you as a sports person was you were on a very successful St. Leo's Gaelic football team in school in Carlow Town. Now it's only a few yeah. years ago so don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> so when when did the soccer all start for yourself? Was it just after that or were you always involved in playing soccer? Um, I was always involved. I kind of only started taking it kind of seriously when I got asked would I go in with Wexford Youth so that was literally when I was 15, 16 years of age. I used to just play on um uh, St. Joseph's under-14 team with all my friends. Um, so that was just a bit of a laugh and something for us to do as a group. And then I got called in, asked would I play with the Wexford Youth um, senior team and I went in. I was actually too young to play at the beginning because you have to be 16 to play. Right. And then from, so their league started in August and from September onwards when I turned 16 I was able to play with them. Right, there was always a great Carlo input with Wexford Youth. So you're, as I say, you're in fantastic company. You're joined by Kylie Murphy. Um, from a Kilkenny's perspective, Karen Duggan and Ellen Malloyer there are, and then uh, that's the, on the on the front on the starting teams. I suppose you're always there together. And uh, there's a great team there overall. So there has been a few other girls, and there is other people from the Carlo Kilkenny area involved with the team. So these are the names that have been synonymous with us here in sport and with Carlo Kilkenny people over the last number of years. But I know Blessing Kingsley was there, and now she's on a, a 
scholarship in America playing soccer. So Wexford Youth has been good to the Carroll on the Kilkenny girls. Yeah, and even in recent years, we actually train in the IT. Right. Because we've, we've so many from kind of Carlo, Kilkenny, Leach area that it's actually easier to get more pull of players if we train kind of closer to the Carlo area. So we've been training the IT for the last kind of two, three years. Right. And there's about, I'd say there's actually only about two or three Wexford uh, people more on as a, the as a South, team. Yeah, Southeast team with a Wexford name. But yeah, they have been great yeah. and have a great setup. Yeah, exactly. And we haven't been lucky enough yet to get into the new to the new setup that they have. We've been playing on the AstroTurf on the campus. But I've I was able to see I went down and looked at the, the new campus that they have, the new sports campus and it's phenomenal. It's great to have something like that in Carlo. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I better not forget my good friend Rihanna Jarrett. I know Rihanna went off to Brighton and um, then she's playing in London now as well with a Wexford Youth and an IT Carlo student as well. It's just when you mentioned the IT, I, I had the pleasure of working alongside Rihanna in the, in the IT in Carlo also. Another fantastic player who played with Wexford Youth also. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you can see the opportunities that playing in the National League gives. I think there's Rihanna's gone. Claire Reardon would have been in the IT as well. Yeah. Um. So it's a great kind of setup for if you do want to kind of play, play professionally. You have you have training every day with IT Carlo and look what it's after getting them. They're over playing in Germany and England. Yeah. Is it something you'd like to do, Lauren? You have the qualities to do. If you got the offer, would you would you take would you consider it or or would you rather hold on to your career? Uh, a footballing career would be great. It's looking like Katie McCabe and the girls playing across the water. I know it's a difficult life. People think it's all glamour and it's this, but it's it's tough. It's hard. And I know I mentioned Rihanna. You know, Rihanna was flying it with with Brighton and then went from Brighton. And now Vera Powell has decided that she didn't include her in in a Republic of Ireland team for the final few matches in the World Cup. That's that's difficult. You know, that can be the that can be the really hard side of professional football. Yeah, exactly. And like you're going over there and. It, it, it's probably lonely because you don't know anyone over there and I think the girls have done phenomenal that have been there. Yeah. Um, and look, Rihanna, maybe she'll, she'll be back in. I think she'll be back in in that squad, you know. It's just unfortunate the timing of it but I, I think she's a great person and a great player. She yeah, fantastic. There. Yeah, lovely girl also. Yeah, you're off the back of a 3-1 win against Shelburne. I know it's um, only, it's two weeks ago now, isn't it? But uh, the game yeah. itself, that game itself had everything. It was a brilliant showcase. I remember watching it and Shelburne, if my memory serves me, they scored first, didn't they? But uh, it was a tremendous showcase and great for women, for the women's game, wasn't it? It's great that people can now see and now that the international matches are on, on uh, uh, national television, it's fantastic as well. It's really great profile for all you ladies that play the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was a, a good showcase for the Women's National League, uh, that match especially. Um, we were we were lucky enough, you know, with one or two of the goals, maybe one of them. Um, but look, I think we didn't play well in the first half when we were still only, it was still only 1-1. And in the second half, we just came out and we knew we were well able and Look, we could have had two or three more, but look, we're happy with the win at the end of the day. Yeah, where does it come in your list of uh, achievements and accomplishments? Because if my memory serves me right, you have about three league titles, haven't you? What have you got now, two FAI Cups or three? And uh, um, you were fairly handy at athletics as well, and you were a fair <laughs> good Gaelic footballer, but you were you were bound to be good at athletics because your late mother Mary was a terrific long jumper and a great athlete, and all the Coogan side of your family were cyclists and sports. Your dad, John DeWire, good footballer, and of course, Uncle Tommy played compromise rules for Ireland against us. Australia and was one of the best midfielders in the country so you're very well bred to be 
a sports person, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd say if I wasn't playing sports, there'd be something wrong with me, you know, yeah. with the calibre that my family have. But no, I am I kind of decided to, to just concentrate on one sport for the last kind of two years because I was playing Gaelic with Benicaryton Ireland and it was just taking a lot out of my body. I was picking up knocks. Yeah. So I just, I kind of, for me, if I wanted to progress and kind of break into the to the Irish side, I'd have to concentrate on one. So I took that decision. Right, okay. Now, in relation to that, looking for internet, be brilliant to, to get more caps at international level. Next season, surely the squad will want to close the gap between Shelburne and P. Mount United. Would that be fair comment? It would. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think we're there, thereabouts. I don't think we, there was a few games we dropped points in, which we shouldn't have. Yeah. But I think we let we bet P. Mount in the semi-final 3-1 and we bet Shells in the final 3-1 so look we can we can take it up in there and hopefully we'll we'll be looking for the, the National League next year okay. absolutely and will Stephen still be in charge Stephen Quinn for next season or like previous manager Tom Ellens will he have to step away due to FAI commitments did you know anything about that or has anything been oh, said yeah. as of yet I haven't a clue, no, that doesn't matter. That's... to be honest um, I think Steve done a great job when he came in you know taking over mid-season so he set us up very well and, and hopefully he will be there next year and I think everyone will want him around the club because he's a great coach and person to have in and around the team. Yeah, what's it like to have Kylie Murphy in her own team? We'll be talking to her later on. She's been banging in the goals and I'm sure you were thrilled to see that she won our Tristity Player of the Year which was announced during the week. Fantastic for Kylie. Oh, phenomenal. Absolutely. A phenomenal person and a phenomenal player. I don't think I have words to describe what Kylie has done for Wexford Youth and the Women's National League. And you know what? I think it was about time she won Player of the Year. I think she could have had it one or two years previous, but unfortunately, it went to the internationals. Um, but I'm just I'm delighted she got the recognition that she deserves. You were were you on the Rage FAI Player of the Year back in around 2011-2012? You were. I was indeed. Yeah, I thought that under 17. Yeah. yeah, you were great. And yeah. it it must be very difficult, Aaron, because you're you're a top quality player. I was watching you last week again, and then we get a chance to see you playing. You're you're top quality, and all the girls give it their all. But you know, Vera's in, and the Irish thing has turned the corner, and they're making progress. I said they're getting recognition, but you know, Kylie might say, "Well, if I was." But this is not an indictment on Kylie in any matter means, but if I was five or six years younger, Brendan, yeah, I'd love to be there. But but for yourself, it, you'd love to get that international cap, full international cap, but it must be very difficult to try and break into that international selection, is it? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, maybe it's a thing that I need to go abroad and be playing professionally to get that. But look, I'm, ha- I'm happy where I am. And yeah. if it does come, I'll take it with two hands, you know, Um but um, unfortunately, I just haven't been there or thereabouts. I've been in and home base training with the Irish setup. So hopefully, I can take the next step in the next year or so. Right. And uh, being from Carlow, I suppose, you do keep an eye on the Carlow Kenny FC progression, do you? And what happens locally in the leagues? Or what advice would you give to any young footballers now playing? I know you're still very young yourself, but in relation to people coming up, a little bit of a legacy or a little bit of advice you could give them going forward? Because in the past, I remember when ladies football started in Carlow, my own club, St. Patrick's, uh, started and there was teams coming up from Dublin. And in the beginning, they were absolutely uh, being murdered. You know, you lose a match 16-3 or, you know, all this. But over a period of time, and including ourselves at school by level we, we we played in England and in the beginning in the 70s we'd get annihilated but we stayed at it and stayed at it and we turned the corner and in a matter of a few years we were winning matches against the opposition that we once thought we wouldn't beat so I mean somebody of your calibre you must have a bit of advice for the younger girls that would be listening across Carlow Kenny and the surrounding areas today 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it just keep keep working, keep working hard. Like as you said, when Wexford Youth first started, we were getting bet eleven, twelve nil, and now we're one of the most successful women's clubs in Ireland. So all you have to do is keep working hard and never give up on on the team you have and on your teammates because eventually things will start turning your in the right direction for you and, and you will be winning games and it may not be trophies or it may not be cups but you'll be winning matches and I think that's that's the, bit, the greatest part about it and you surround yourself with, with friends as well so just never give up and keep going. Yeah well that's great advice uh, Lauren and Lauren what's uh, ongoing now I know the season came to a close in relation to the cup so how many weeks off will you have now or when are you back into the league or when is it all starting again? Uh, the league, I believe, starts back mid-March. Right. Um, I'd like to say we'll get the, all of December off, but we'll probably be back around the 20th of December for a pre-season. Right, you'll be doing a bit so of training and, and, and that. Yeah. Uh, because I was just listening to Vera Powell the other night and she was speaking in relation to um, the standard that she's looking for as well. And I think you, you've summed it up there as well. I think when you play professionally in the leagues, you probably have a better chance of getting to play at international level. But judging by the standard that Wexford produced in that cup final, there's there's plenty of girls there in with a shout. And I think if Vera's looking for a goal scorer, she mightn't do herself any harm in giving Kylie a shout there. She might stick one or two in the back of the net and get her to the World Cup. It wouldn't be a bad thing to do either, but she knows best. She's a good coach and she's after turning it around a bit, isn't she? Yeah, and she's she's playing a system that works well for the players that they have. Um, look, I, they're taking a, a step in the right direction, especially with the the sponsorship and the coverage that the girls are getting to deserve it. Um, but look, hopefully hopefully they will qualify. You never know what will happen in games, but they're in a good position um, come the end of this year, so hopefully it'll be good for them. Hopefully so. Anything else you want to tell us, Lauren? You're looking forward to Christmas, I suppose. And I know on, a, on an emotional side of things, I know in all your sporting careers from living locally that you dedicate a lot of your success to your late mum, a guiding, a guiding and shining light to you. And I know your dad, John, is a very, very proud of you as well with the great achievements that you've had on the soccer pitch over the last number of years. Yeah, absolutely. Christmas is always a tough time for anyone that has lost someone close to them or, or a friend, yeah. you know, so... It's great to have the family that I do around me and I owe nearly everything to, to my mum and to my family for, for keeping me going and keep pushing me on and playing. Well, certainly so. Well, listen, Lauren, I wish you well. Look forward to seeing you. I know you do be cheering on the Carroll footballers every now and again. We had a few retirements there as well, more notably Paul Broderick, who you know very well, and um, the uh, Shane Redmond is also retired. But you keep an eye on all things Carlo and you have a grow for Carlo Sport and you attend a lot of matches and sporting fixtures. So great to see you. You're a good, proud Carlovian and continue success <laughs> through every, everything that you do. Thank you very much and thanks very much for having me. No problem, Lauren. Happy Christmas to you. Enjoy it and I look forward to seeing you with Wexford Utes uh, when you're back in the league and keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, Kylie. Hi, Brendan. How are you? I thought I hadn't got you there for a minute. I thought there was a cow after eating the satellite dish <laughs> no, somewhere no, in Grey I'm Cullen. here. I'm here. <laughs> uh, who do you support in the Premiership? I don't know whether you heard me there or not. But, uh, Liverpool. I better hear ah. what you're talking about there, Brendan. <laughs> a five minute goal in injury time last night, Liverpool. Huh? Absolutely. Listen, does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's still, you still have to score them. You still have to score them. You Absolutely. know that yourself. Kylie, it's been a fantastic few weeks for you. It's been a, a tremendous career, which is ongoing. So well done on the Cup win. And certainly a big well done everybody in Carlow Greg Cullen surrounding areas and everyone in KCLR land here uh, absolutely delighted for you Air Tricity Player of the Year well done 
Oh, thanks very much, Brendan. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy two weeks now. To be fair, um, obviously winning the cup was just phenomenal. Finishing the season on such a high, you know, after going out league early enough in 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 the in the season, you know, to finish on a high is it's just great. You know, it's something I suppose we 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 almost expect um, with Wexford. You know, it's it's a, it's a poor season if you're not picking up some sort of silverware. So it was great, obviously, to to lift the trophy in Tala, and then obviously, I mean. I'm genuinely speechless over the over the player of the year. I, I honestly, I, I feel I can't believe it. I, I well, it's well deserved, and I've been following your success. I remember from the Carlos Sports Star Awards. I think all those years ago, you got a youth award, and I was on the selection panel that time, and people were talking about Kylie Murphy. Says, "I know she's a little bit young." She's <laughs> just on the other. Yeah. yeah, went to carve out a tremendous career, and long may it continue. You were brilliant. Like, how special was it to lift that FAI Cup there last Saturday or last Sunday week, whatever it was? Oh, incredible! Like it's you know it's 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 just it's very surreal and you know I know we we've won a few but they just I don't know maybe it's just me getting a bit older but it just seems to be getting more special and <laughs> they seem to be just getting better every time and you know it's great and I know they talk about us being cup specialists and and things like that but uh, to be fair like I've been I've been genuinely so lucky to to play with the team and the, the players and management that, I, that I've been playing with and been been attached to at Wexford like I just to be honest I just feel really lucky because it's a, it's an extremely successful club and you know I mean how, how lucky am I to, to be the one to get to lift the trophy every time you know it's just I'm incredibly I feel incredibly lucky and don't get me wrong I work hard but you know there's lots of people who work hard and, and, and don't get to I suppose don't get the success that we've had yeah, was well, a special Kylie considering you defeated uh, the league champions who were favourites amongst many to go on and do the double. So that must have made it extra special. Absolutely, you know, and we kind of during the year with the league, we kind of levelled each other out. I suppose we won one, they won one, and we drew one. But um, obviously, we had we had to play them the week before in the league. But I mean. I think you know going into the league. We're, to be fair, or going into the cup, we're, we're underdogs in every in every I suppose game we go into. We always just I don't know how because we're the most successful women's national league team in in, in the women's national league. So it's you know it, it, it's crazy really when you think about it. We always seem to be going in as underdogs, but like That's... I mean in that dressing room, like there's, there's no not one of us thinks that we're an underdog. You know, and people can talk what they like and they can and they can put other teams as as the top dog, but we know what that team is capable of. You know, and we knew all we needed to do was perform. And to be fair, we had an awful first half, an awful. But like all I said to the girls at half time was, it can't get any worse. That's all. Like I mean, it was. I wasn't too worried going into half time. If we were a couple of goals down, now, I would have been worried. But like we 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 held on to them fairly all right for having an awful first half. So I wasn't a bit worried, and I knew we'd I knew we'd come out differently in the second half. Yeah. Now, in terms of the league, you finished third, six points behind Shelburne. How would you assess the season as a whole, apart from winning the cup? disappointed disappointed yeah. because obviously you know I know the, the, the FAI Cup is publicised so well and the media fired you but think that's the number one trophy but it's actually not you know the the league winning the league is what's going to give you Champions League soccer and who doesn't want to play that yeah. so um, do you know it's, it's disappointing yeah it's, it's it's definitely disappointing like I can tell you now that our prep for next season started the day we lost that Galway game and we knew we were going to run for the cup for the league like the next day it was just you know it's just like a hunger inside you because because we didn't we didn't get what we wanted we didn't get what we set out to, to get you know and yeah. unfortunately it wasn't that we had an awful bad season we just we had a couple of slip ups and to be fair the league is very very unforgiving and you just 
you just can't slip up. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, just the way it is. Yeah, I was just saying to Lauren, Lauren Dwyer was on with us earlier on. I was just, I don't know what you've heard Lauren with us, but I just said in relation to a, nat- a natural progression for the team uh, to go on and have a sustained title challenge next season, along with Piemont and Shelburne. So judging and reading between the lines, what you're just what saying to me, that is the ambition and that of course should be the ambition because as you say, win the league and you have Champions League football, which would be terrific for all the local uh, girls from this part of the world that are playing. Of course, you know, and, and I'm still so hungry to go and do it. And I, I said, like Lauren, like played in the Champions League. We played in four different group stages of the Champions League, you know, and we still want to go and do it again because we feel like, I suppose, we never really justified ourselves in Europe. You know, we got yeah. so close. Like at the very start, we were so far off, but like the, the fourth competition that we had got into, like just getting so close, you know, and I suppose with experience, learning how to play in Europe and what other teams are like, but that's, that's 100% the ambition. The league is first. And obviously, at the, the start of next year, it's going to be to, to go and fight for everything. Yeah. And Kylie, I, I, I speaking to learn about all the local thing and, and you know, everyone across Carlick Kenny knows the situation. Ella Malai won player of the match after an outstanding performance before going off with a hamstring injury. Uh, we all yeah. feel she's special. How special a player is she that you play with her? Oh my God. And then I can't, I honestly can't even put into words what that oh, yes. girl is capable yeah. of. I'm not joking yet. I mean, you know, you, you see her on, you probably get to see her every every now and then and watch the games of the weekend. But you want to see what that kid is doing in training. And it's just, she's literally dancing rings around all of us. But I love it because you know what it is? It makes us better. Her talent makes us better, trying to hold on to her. Like, And I can tell you one thing, I am very, very grateful that she's going out in the same colour jersey as me every week. <laughs> <laughs> what heights do you think she can hit considering she's already an Irish international? She's only 17 as well, we have to remember that. Yeah, oh, I'm telling you now, like, she's she's an extremely, extremely good kid. Um, you know, and, and, and I love I love our new players come in and you can see, you can see it's, it's, you know yourself, like, it's not, it's not only a talent that's going to, going to get her somewhere, like, it has to be, she has to have it upstairs as well. And, yeah. you know, what it is, it's, it's her will to want to learn. It's just phenomenal. And, and like, you know, because obviously I'd be there and I'd be as captain probably, you know, barking and trying to get the best out of everybody and, I mean, there's never a blip back. There's never anything. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take you know, she yeah. wants, she wants, oh, she takes it on board. She takes it on the chin. Do you know what I mean? She just, she never stops working. And I mean, to have that at 17, like I, the girl is just, she's going to go wherever she wants to go. She'll go as high as she wants to go. Genuinely, because she, she's not only talented, but she, she's a really, really, really good kid. And, um, I mean, she's no matter what, she's going to end up leaving us because, like, how couldn't she? How could she not sign a professional contract? You know, but I personally, and and probably as a wanting to play with her for another season, yeah. But I think another season in the national league, or maybe even six months, since she doesn't leave and start to ground her a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because obviously she is only seventeen, and she's so much learning to do. But the main thing is that she's so willing to learn, and and she's just. I'm telling you now, you're re- you're going to be talking about her for years to come. <laughs> well, hope, hopefully, and in fairness to yourself, because I'd be talking to you on and off at various different things we'd be at and functions and uh, the launch yeah. of the 10K and Greg Cullen last year and the year before. You always, to your credit, uh, give great credit to the younger players coming up. You spoke highly about Blessing Kingsley. She got the scholarship. I mentioned her to Lauren earlier on as well. Uh, Blessing, an outstanding player as well. She's in America at the moment, but in fairness, like you've been talking about Ellen here, you have great time for all the younger players and you give them lots of encouragement. But as a captain, I suppose that's part and parcel but off the field as well you have a great grow for doing that and encouraging him so I think you deserve huge credit for that as well but Blessing is another one we'll be keeping an eye on when she comes back to Irish Shores 
Oh, thanks very much, Brendan. Yeah, but sure, look, at the end of the day, that's my job, isn't it? And to be fair, like, it's not, like you say, like, on and off the pitch. I, I genuinely do care for the girls as well. You know, it's not, I don't care just how to perform for 90 minutes on a Saturday night. You know, I genuinely do care for them. And I, I, I you know, I, I suppose, I just feel like that for as long as I'm around, I want to just be able to, I suppose, teach and teach, teach the younger girls and, and the older girls as well as much as I possibly can before I do finish up do you know and I suppose make some sort of a stamp in their career and maybe they might think back and remember do you know when they played with Wexford Youth and how special it was do you know because it really is a special place and you know I, I, I suppose I just want any player that comes true to feel what I feel for the club Yeah Your manager Stephen Quinn spoke to us last week here he was on the Shane on uh, uh, Scoreline here last weekend and he questioned how had uh, you never played for Ireland in uh, to say that's something you still have an aspiration to do and your number one fan who I'm not afraid to say is my father as you know he's a big soccer man he's a great time <laughs> he said it's nearly time Vera now would give Kylie a shout to bang a few goals to the back of that net has there been any call or any I know you're going to say it to me well I'm not 21 anymore Brendan but uh, you've certainly had a fantastic season and instead of to learn it yeah. Vera, Vera is into looking at players playing at a higher level from a professional point of view and I know there's League of Ireland players involved as well but uh, she's raised it a notch hasn't she but for Kylie Murphy is there still a chance that we might see you pulling on the green full international oh look I don't know is it something, I, I, is it something you'd like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pretend it? that because I haven't got it, I don't want it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. even at 33, if I got the call, I'd be gone in a heartbeat. You know, you can't, you can't turn on a call, players international. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, you can't do that. But for me personally, I think I kind of probably, I suppose I let go of it a little while ago. I, there was a couple of seasons ago that I had had probably, probably my best season. I know, like I got player of the year this year, but I feel like a couple of seasons ago, I had had an incredible season and I kind of, we had actually lifted the treble that year and I was the highest scoring midfielder and I kind of thought you know if it's going to come it's going to come that year and when it didn't I just thought look just maybe I don't know I suppose make sure there's just different managers of different opinions and I don't know maybe the managers that have come and gone and maybe I'm just not what they are looking for and, and to be fair like Vera has made huge strides and and what she seems to be kind of getting together there now is, is a team of I suppose runners do you know, you see like their 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 formations and, and, and the way they're working, they're just they're just runners, do you know, and I suppose that probably wouldn't suit my game too much, but I mean it's it's you know, it's 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 something that I'll probably when I do finish up it'll be probably the one thing that I've I've probably never for myself personally that I've never succeeded in, but do you know what I mean? I just I've had a I've had a great career so far and, and, and there's still lots more that I wanna do, you know, and there's still lots more that I wanna win and do you know, that, like that hunger is still there, but maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe, maybe, do you know, I, I probably, I just have to put it back to that, that maybe it's just not meant to be. <laughs> never, never know, Kylie. Get that phone call, get an appearance, bang in one or two, and the rest is history. And before I do let you go, has this been your best uh, season so far? Or would you put it down as one of the best so far? I put it down as probably one of the best. Yeah. It's, it's hard to match it with the others because I've played centre midfield for nearly 10 years. Do you know? It's, yeah, I know you're up front. New with, yeah, it's been, it's been really new and I suppose, I, uh, for me, I suppose it's after giving me, like for all the world, a new lease of life and a new, a new challenge, you know? So, but I've worked hard, like I've worked, I don't know, am I a striker? I, I don't think I could ever say I am and if I got to call it back into midfield, I think I should go back in a heartbeat. You're, but, not, um, you're not too bad in front of the goal. No, but you know what, look, Stephen, Stephen, asked me to do a job for the team and like for me once I'm in that 11 that's the main thing so I'll do what I have to do for the team OK before I let you go the people of Greg Cullen the people of Carlos surrounding areas Wexford of course and of course you've got strong family connections in Tullow uh, as well they must be all very proud of you 
Yeah, I'd like to think they are, Annie. I've absolutely, my phone is inundated for the last couple of days and they've all been messaging and calling and everything. Everybody's been so supportive and I honestly, I can't thank them enough. It's, it's, it's incredible as so it is. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to be like when I come down from this high. <laughs> I, I was just saying to learn about her connections with sport as well and I know Carlo's a small county and I know a bit about the lads in Kilkenny who were in me earlier on playing the rugby and evergreen soccer and that sort of yeah. thing. But you, you, your family, you, you can go back as you're connected to the late Red Buller Canavan as well, aren't you? The former great Carlo footballer. Yeah, that's my granddad. Yeah, thought that. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. And Larry, yeah. Larry, Larry Canavan, great Tuller rugby player as well, and William oh, and, and the lads. Absolutely, yeah. They've all been on, and Pookie and everything. Yeah, they've yeah. all been on. They're just, they're just brilliant. So they are. Yeah, really good sport and background there. Arshane O'Keefe had a chance to catch up with Olympic medal winner US long jumper Brittany Reese. Reese was in Kilkenny last week for a series of clinics with David Roach. Here's how he got on. So I'm here in the presence of true greatness, uh, four-time Olympian, Olympic gold medalist, seven-time world champion, uh, Brittany Reese. Thank you very much for coming here. I suppose California and the States is a bit different than uh, Kilkenny. So. <laughs> a bit colder, but we'll, we'll make it. Um, yeah, you're here with uh, David Roach from Roach's Injury Clinic. Uh, I've been a patron of Roach's Injury Clinic, top class facilities. What has brought someone of your calibre over to work with David? Yeah, so my passion has been always to to learn more and uh, David reached out and and we decided to put together something like this um, and I'm excited to be here and and be in Ireland for sure. And David has worked with say the top 1% of uh, athletes all over the world within Ireland as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So was there something that you've seen him online doing? Mm -hmm. How did the connection come about? Yeah, so a a lot of uh, watching his videos on Instagram and things like that, um, he's really uh, passionate in what he does and uh, it caught my attention so me and my team put something together. Oh, fantastic. And what exactly, now that you've worked with him, Mm -hmm. so you've seen him, say, online, now that you've kind of interacted with him, um, what do you think gives them the edge over other people? Uh, passionate like he just he's he's really focused on his craft which is uh, to me is really important because I'm focused on my craft and you know I've been successful so I know he's a successful person as well um, and I like to just be in a partnership with somebody like that who's passionate and, and willing to learn more and, and perfect their craft uh, we've mentioned some of the the accolades that you've achieved over your career I suppose when you're a seven-time world champion does does when you win it say for the fifth time does that <laughs> equal the same feeling that you got with the first time for someone that is competing at such a high level I suppose mm-hmm. passion is what drives you mm-hmm. so does the fifth time still compare to the first time win does the seventh time win compare to the second time win uh, no it's, it's on to the next one because I know I wanted to leave a legacy and uh, I have a 14 t- year old son so I wanted him to see how how hard I work and just staying staying passionate about one uh, medal I wanted to achieve a lot more medals I wanted to be considered one of the top athletes in the world um, in the long jump and I feel like I achieved that goal and after say the last uh, Olympics in Tokyo Mm -hmm. I think you're on record as saying maybe that the infield side of athletics doesn't really get as much um, attention as the uh, track side of athletics do you feel kind of being around people a bit more and bringing it into people's consciousness by actually physically being there as opposed to them maybe having the opportunity to watch you on television and maybe watch a different sport or anything like that. Do you feel that just helps raise the sport uh, as a whole? I agree. Uh, uh, marketing and, and just being around 
uh, being able to put on different types of meet, street meets, being able to uh, travel the world and let uh, other people see you uh, in in the flesh, I feel like it makes a huge difference. Um, they'll they'll know who you are and they'll be able to want to watch you compete. So um, it, our sport has a lot to work on, but I feel like we're heading in the right direction. And America in, in particular, especially with the kind of college mm-hmm. uh, that trajectory that people can have mm-hmm. from that and use that as a jumping point it's probably not really seen in the rest of say Europe or maybe in other different continents so what can other people do to catch up with the states in terms of getting athletes better prepared for that next jump to Olympic level then the next jump to getting medals uh, it's, I think it's kind of starts with coaching um, we just have to get those athletes in, in the in the right mindset and in, in performing well um, the, in America you can really get lost in the system because it's just so many great athletes Um, you just have to just keep doing what you're doing and keep staying focused so with that in mind then and you're the American record holder with a 7.23 meter jump just absolutely I was watching it David sent it on to me there earlier and I was watching it and I was just absolutely outstanding I'm someone who loves professional football so when I see Cristiano Ronaldo jump in the air you're able to jump further than him it's just amazing to see so been been able to have that competitive edge over the the system in the states which can be so littered with great talent that you must feel a great sense of pride I do you know I'm proud of myself proud of how far I've came um, from a single mom and just working my way up to the top um, it has always been a dream of mine to be in the Olympics um, it might not have been track and field at first it was basketball but I, uh, nonetheless I, I succeeded and I'm really proud of myself I was just about to ask because you were a very capable basketballer by all accounts <laughs> yeah. as well. Basketball over in the States we know is paramount. We have a, mm-hmm. a great scene here in Kilkenny. We have Marble City Hawks that compete in uh, the National League. In Carlow we have Carlow IT that compete in the National League as well. So was there ever... Well, what was the, the deciding point where you have to pick one? Because mm-hmm. with people that are maybe excelling in certain sports, they're so often they're dual athletes as mm-hmm. well. So where was the, the crunch point for you where you decided to go mm-hmm. to... Uh, I was in a two-year college college and the decision came from actually my mom made the decision for me she said if you want to make if you want to make yourself go with track and field you want to rely on other people to stick with basketball oh that and that's the, the individual sport and the team sport there is that whole different level to, to exactly. things but I suppose when you have your long jump you know you'd be able to get a layup and starting from the yeah. halfway line <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, you've done nearly everything that there is to do uh, so what's what's the plans now going towards uh, the future for yourself doing things like this with David uh, going around putting on clinics and um, coaching and Paris is only three years away. Is that is that ever going to come into your consideration? It's, it's no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> well, you're you're going to leave behind a very accomplished career as well. You look back and proud. Uh, you mentioned your son. Is there any chance that he's going to follow in the in the very long footsteps that you've created? Yeah, he's actually uh, a long jumper himself. He was at, at the age of twelve. He was the the city uh, champion. So in a long jump so we'll see I mean gotta keep his mind right <laughs> yeah fingers crossed well Brittany it's an absolute pleasure we wish you nothing but uh, the success going forward and working with David and uh, the clinics that you're putting on hopefully it'll bring it into the consciousness of the yes. people but it's been an absolute it's tremendous getting to meet someone of your caliber thank you so much. and uh, we wish you nothing but the best I appreciate it thank you thank you very much Brittany One of the biggest games of the weekend saw defending All-Ireland Club champions Ballyhale Shamrocks book their place in the Leinster Club Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals with a win over Mount Leinster Rangers. Brendan Hennessy spoke with Ballyhale's Colin Fennelly after the win. 
Colin Finley, a tough day at the office, but you get out winning it, uh, scoring 22 points in the end to Mount Leinster Rangers 16, but a fair old battle, particularly that second half. No, it was. Um, I suppose we were lucky enough in the first half. We don't usually go too well in the first half, but today we put in a series of performance, I think, and it gave us that buffer in the second half, because you know they're going to come at us, like, you know, especially with a breeze like that. And, uh, you know, they put that, I suppose that changing point was that chance for a goal they had, and did Dean Mason came up, Trump so he did, the backs were straight in, swarmed after it. I, I think that was probably the turning point of the game. Yeah. Tough enough, Colin. Uh, Rangers probably didn't play as well as expected in the first half. You weren't probably worried about that, but they did outscore you in the second half, so it did become a bit of a battle. And Dean save was the big turning point, as you say. Yeah, no, it, it was expected, you know. And you know, you'd always hope that was in the first half. You want to go against Breeze and just hold them down as much as possible. And I suppose they, they probably didn't do that as much as they wanted to, and they probably let themselves down there. But like you know, it was still a great battle, so it was. And it's just that small detail, you know, that if that got ball went in the back of the net, it could have been a completely different game. It's just just those small fine measures. Games. You won't delay it because it's cold. How difficult was it in the cold to play there today? Cold as we had it so was, far, I think. It was freezing. I was on to the ref just to let the game go, so at least we'd actually have some sort of a game. But look, to be fair to him, like you know, he, he kept the ball moving as much as possible. He has to blow when he does. But Jesus, yeah, it was, it was absolutely freezing. St. Ryan is next weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's only lads just saying it there now. It's, it's very hard to think about the next game when you have one, one there in front of you. But um, I think that's up there as well. So yeah. it is. So uh, look, we'll have to knuckle back down again. So it was, it was a, an awkward three weeks for us there, just between TJ's wedding and everything else and, you know you have to enjoy them things as well but look the same which um, Mount Leinster Rangers like you know the, the, their county final was weeks and weeks yeah. ago so you know there's, there's no excuses um, on, on either side um, so yeah no looking forward to now in a week's time See you next week Colin thanks a million yeah, no, set, set. Cheers Brendan Next up it's Shamrock's manager James O'Connor James, uh, a good win in the end, but it was difficult enough. Yeah, look, a tough, uh, tough battling in here today, um, from start to finish. We had a good first half, you know, went in ten points up, um, and we needed it with the wind that was there, you know. Um, in fairness, you know, there was a good wind blowing right down the middle of the field, um, so we were happy. I was happy enough at half time. I knew before the game when we came, when I came out, I walked the field, um, and you could just see like there was a real strong wind here. So you'd want to be, if you were playing with the wind, you'd want to be up at ten points then at half time. Thankfully, you know, in the second half, we, we dug in. If there was a downside of it, I would say we gave away too many frees. Um, like I think they only scored three points from play, um, but we gave them, we gave them a lot of frees. I think we turned over fourteen frees in all, which is a lot. Like, you just got to be careful of things like that. You know, just silly tackles. You know, diving in a little bit. You know, where you know, just stand off and make him shoot from outside. You, you know. Dean Mason saved your bacon near the end. He is, but sure, that's his job. He's a great keeper, and uh, I expect that of Dean all the time. Um, I was actually down under 21 when that shot was taken, and I didn't even see it myself. I thought it was in the back of the net, I'll be honest. Uh, but he's a great keeper, like, you know, to get the ball past him, you need to be very accurate what you're doing but um, no unfairness to the lads that had Joe, um, Joey Holden a full back that was immense as well he got on he broke down and got his hands on some amount of ball for a full back you know and look we're, we're very lucky to have players like him yeah conditions were very po- uh, cold uh, the pitch is in great order but the conditions are yeah. cold this pitch is always in great order on Carla but very difficult to hurl it with, uh, without the, the lads hands must be freezing yeah look um, the pitch is in brilliant condition like look the pitch is as good as in, in, in August and September I'll be honest with you but it's the cold that's out here even standing on the sideline over yeah. there um, um, like with the wind and the cold it's just a cutting breeze like even there after the game you know I had the lads in around me there was guys shivering inside there still like you know uh, it's so hard to catch ball to do what you want to do outside in conditions like this and that's why look it is winter hurling it's a lot different to summer hurling Nick. we'll see you enough for you next week at St. Rhinos next no rest for the wicket hopefully can't wait for some ok James thanks a million thanks a million Mount Leinster Rangers Dennis Murphy in likely his last game for the club had his say on proceedings uh, Dennis Murphy I know by looking at you you're disappointed 
That could have been one. Could have been. It could have been. It was kind of there for a second half. Yeah. Like we had we had all the momentum at one stage. We got. I think we we're at four, and we had one on one chance there. If we could have stuck, it would have really, really had momentum coming into the last few minutes. But look, it wasn't to be. We had kind of over over, over push it then at the end, and then they picked off two or three scores to push it back to six. Probably wasn't really a reflection on how close we were, but that's the way it is. That, that, that's the quality Belly Hill have, you know. Were you a bit disappointed with the first half performance? You didn't get going, but then again, as I said on commentary, to turn some Michael, you take into consideration you're playing the All Ireland champions, you know. Yeah, look, we're, we're we're probably too slow to start. Really, probably cost us in the end. There was a strong wind in it, and and they took full advantage. Really, uh, we we didn't walk the ball well enough in. Uh, we're a little bit naive, a little bit slow on the tackle at times, and and they picked off a lot of good scores. And we just we just found it very hard to get to them in the first half. Uh, great in the second half Dennis it was a great match everybody enjoyed it it would have been great to win it but uh, they march on to play St Rhinos but from Oatlands Rangers a terrific year one way or the other it's a good year yeah look was, I suppose it's at the start of any year if, if you can win the county title it's a good year but obviously that's six seven weeks ago now this is even more it's ten it's, it's ten weeks now like this, this has been on the horizon for us for a long time this, is, this has been our focus for a long time so Unfortunately, it wasn't to be, so all you can be today is disappointed, I suppose. Yeah, well, look at, we look forward to next year, Dennis. You, you heard well, you had another great personal tally today. And I remember back to the day, you'd be older to think you got 8 of the 11. And I think you got 11 of the 16 today, would I be right? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I got 8 of the 11 alone, probably. I don't know about today having a clue. Having a clue you, you struck them well. But listen, sure. the turning point, I suppose, Dean Mason brought up a terrific save. You mentioned it yeah. under a few words there. That yeah. was a big, big, that would have brought it into a one point game. That's probably, probably, arguably the pivotal moment in the game, yeah. Like that goes in. We're, we're really flying at that stage back to a point playing with a very strong win there's seven or eight minutes left I'd, I'd have fancy just to go on and win it if, if it had been at that stage but look it wasn't to be it's, it's a great save from the keeper that's, that's, that's what he's there for and this is Connor Phelan the Mount Leinster Rangers manager Connor, you're obviously disappointed but you did give that one hell of a go and I suppose in relation to performances with Rangers your first half wasn't up to your usual standard. No, it wasn't good enough for us. I and mean, in fairness, we pride ourselves on getting to have a good, have a good, uh, have a good start. And in fairness to them, like they just moved around. There was a big win there, and they moved around to get into scoring positions, and they were scoring from 60, 70 yards over the shoulder. And it was just, you know, it was hard to stop at times, you know. And in the second half, then when we said decided when we kind of squares up and tried to win the breaks, and when we ran, won the breaks and ran at them, we got enough few opportunities. And I suppose we brought it back to what? Um, we brought it back to four points there, and uh, had a good, had a goal opportunity. And um, if anyone, if, any, if, if we're going to give it anyone, to give it to John Nolan and just hit, hit, hit Dean Mason's legs, and sure that's the way it goes. And listen, we were competitive in the second half, but we were better than that. And that's, that's probably the most disappointing thing, you know. And not an excuse, but several people have said this, and it wasn't your fault or Carlos' fault. It's the way COVID has caused problems. But your county final showed that the Wexford champions in Leash last week showed with the Carlos champions today. Now, you're, as I said to Pat Hickey, your your challenge matches sharpened you up brilliantly. And you played well, but it is a long gap since the county final to be playing competitive hurling. I think it's ten weeks this weekend. It could be eleven. Yeah, the nineteenth of September, so yeah. longer. But yeah, so in, in around eleven weeks. So like for us, like we in fairness, we played good challenge matches against Ballygunner, Kilmallock, and WT and stuff. But I suppose it doesn't get you sharp up. To Championship match ready against, and you're playing against the All Ireland champions too. For the last two years, you know what I mean. So they're a serious club team. So for us, for us, we need to obviously be. be um, uh, we'd like to be more competitive in the first half, unfortunately, and, and that's just the way it is. And and uh, but listen, proud of the lads. They said we're nine points down at half time, and they brought it back to, to, to three at one stage, and, and uh, had a couple of opportunities. And uh, unfortunately.
largely been taken. So listen, that's the way it, that's the way it works. And um, and sure, wish Bally Halo the best. They're, they're a serious outfit, and the more game time they get into them, the more the, the better they'll get as the year goes on. And, and especially with, if they stay injury free now, they'll they'll they'll, they'll definitely be a force to with any with any uh, team in the country. Your CV could have changed if that ball had hit the back of the net. The man that killed Kenny Man and knocked Shamrocks out of the championship guides Carlo champions, but it just wasn't to be. Just a little bit of luck on the day as well, Connor. Yeah, small a bit, of, small little luck and fairness, but just, I wouldn't say it's luck. You make your own luck as well. And fairness, to Chris made a great run, and, and John had an opportunity to take and didn't take. And, and in fairness, then when we pushed up, then they they picked off two scores near the end as well. And probably we might have made a fair reflection again, but I thought we were, we were, we were there, we were, we were there, thereabouts uh, coming up the last few minutes. But yeah, um, yeah, no, listen, I know, I know a lot of those guys and they're a serious outfit and they're serious players. But but obviously you don't win two uh, two All Irelands and four. Uh, any club championships yeah. in a row without without having a, a say a real again obviously skill level but a drive and commitment and passion and, and that's what they have and that's something that these managers guys wanted to, to, to challenge themselves against the best and then they, they went out and, and they did let's say Carlo and themselves proud but I suppose that's no consolation when you look back on it now and like we wanted to take a scalp here today and we were all ready to take a scalp but sure that's just the way the cards were dealt. Next to Camogie and Leinster Camogie Chair Linda Kenny has had a fairly busy 2021 and it's not finished yet as she oversees the running of the delayed 2020 Club Camogie Championships. Linda joined Scoreline on Sunday to fill us in on her year to date. Linda Kenny, you have been a busy woman in 2021 and it looks like you're going to be busy in 2022. Carlo Camogie and recipient of a lovely award from Leinster Camogie. Congratulations Linda and good evening and welcome to the show. Hi Brendan, how are you? Not too bad, Linda. It's been busy time. Um, of course, I said Carlo Camogie fixed your secretary and you got the re- you were a recipient. The proper uh, title for that was the GA President's Award in February of this year to acknowledge all your great work and outstanding commitment and long service for club and county and the network in Carlo. So, fair play. You were also appointed Leinster Council Chairperson in April. So, Linda, you're a busy woman still. Yeah, it's been a busy time, Brendan. And, uh, you know, I moved into the role of Leinster chairperson uh, when Hilda Bertrand took up on Uchtaran in February in, in April and I suppose the summer had been quite from a Leinster perspective but over the last three weekends we've been running the much talk about 2020 uh, provincial club championship we had the senior final yesterday in Wexford Park I'm on my way home now from the junior uh, B final which was up in Abbottstown today and we have the intermediate and the junior A final uh, next weekend so it has been very busy. Um, I suppose it has been a learning curve as well. Um, we've had some controversy along the way, but we've had some good times as well. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we don't have Kilkenny or Carlo teams in our 2020 finals um, in intermediate or junior next weekend. But we had Thomas or Thomastown yesterday in um, Wexford Park and we had a very exciting game and Thomastown came back very well in the second half and actually at one stage you were saying they were going to push on and win but I suppose experience and all heads won out in the end for Owlert so they go forward to the uh, to the All-Ireland semi-finals next weekend from the 2020 competition and we will probably have a week or two off when we head into the 2021 provincial club championships in the first week of January. Okay, well, it has been busy. I was getting reports into that on the Ballyhale match and um, Mount Leinster Rangers match, as it from Martin Quilty there. Yeah, I thought Thomas Town were going to pull that out of the fire. Linda, what were the main challenges for you throughout the year? 
Well, I suppose, Brendan, COVID has been the main uh, has been the main challenge and continues to be even up to up to this weekend. Uh, with all best plans in place, uh, we lost some referees, we lost some officials, we lost players due to COVID. It's just the nature of the environment that we're living in. Just people are taking it very safe and they're not putting anyone at themselves or anyone else at risk. So if they're even close contact, they just pull out. So that has been a challenge. Um, I suppose uh, at national level, we didn't have a championship sponsor. Uh, but, you know, over the last number of weeks, we've had some tough decisions made at our core level. And we have um, the GAA now entering an agreement with the GAA commercial agreement for the GA now will look after our broadcasting and commercial rights. So hopefully come early January we will have a, a national sponsor for our champ- for all Ireland championships. Of course the AIB are still involved in the provincial club championships at provincial and at all Ireland series level. Okay, well that would be great for that happening and, and from a financial perspective Linda, it's been obvious it's been a very difficult time for organisations with limitations and crowds and so forth so how has Leinster Camogie dealt with that and are you in a strong position financially at the moment or is there a little bit more work to be done? No, Leinster Camogie would be in a very sound financial situation uh, Brendan. Was in, in real essence, COVID really didn't affect Leinster apart from in 2020 where we had no competitions whatsoever at, at Leinster level but over the last three weekends, we have run the 2020 Provincial Championships. We had 21 teams starting out, and we're down now to four for next weekend. And we use the new system of the universe ticketing, which uh, was a challenge, I suppose, for some clubs or in some counties, that some counties hadn't been using that. Kilkenny, I suppose, had been using it at GA level. Wexford had been using it. Dublin had been using it. But some of the rural clubs wouldn't have been familiar with the... With the with the ticketing system. Well, we've got there and we've had very, very sound gates, huge attendance in Wexford Park yesterday, big attendance today again in Abbottstown, and we had a junior semi-final up in uh, Offaly today in Coolderry with Raharney and Nave Reid, and we had the record attendance at that um, today with over 700 spectators. My God, 700, that's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So look, people come, people come out, Brendan. The, the, the rural clubs, the parishes come out behind the twenty between the club championship. Look, I'm not going to plough old ground. Uh, all those clubs fought very hard to have the 2020 championship played. Yeah, they went to the DRA, uh, and look, we we facilitated it. We have got the best pitches with the support of the GA boards, and I I want to just say that Kilkenny GA also offered us their pitch for yesterday. We just had accepted Wexford as they had come back first. Same with Abbottstown, more than willing to accommodate us with pitches. But the GA have got very much behind, I would feel, in the last six months. And uh, have the facilities, to have the facilities like we had yesterday and the facilities today, where players deserve to play on the best pitches. And uh, we have been able to, thankfully, provide the best pitches and the best officials at this time of the year. Oh, it would have been when you thought back of it in when this was decided back last May you'd say God this is going to be a challenge with weather but we've been lucky with the weather as well I suppose Yeah we well, certainly were this weekend in, in particular as well uh, Linda Linda um, going from a Leinster point of view to a Carlow point of view I know you mentioned no Carlow Kikenny teams in the in the club which is a pity with Thomastown gone um, but realistically in Carlow how healthy is Camogie now I know it was a terrific win a few years ago the junior All-Ireland but I know from family members being involved with underage structures are going very well and I had the honour of uh, attending I was delighted to attend the underage finals in Fenna a couple of weeks back which were absolutely fantastic and great crowds at them as well so what kind of a healthy position is Carlow Camogie in at the moment both underage and at junior level? Well 
Well, I suppose when you look at yesterday's performance by Moishelan, I just want to say uh, to congratulate Moishelan and Ballinkillen on their performances in the 2020. I suppose everyone would say that St. Rhinos are the red-hot favourites, probably to win Leinster and probably the All-Ireland at intermediate level. And Moishelan came within four points of winning that match yesterday. And Ballinkillen weren't far off the mark last weekend either. So at club level, I would say that things are very strong. We had a very competitive senior and junior championship. We have two new clubs competing at the junior level um, and my own club, Born Rangers. And all the finals, the under-14 finals out in, in a, like, they were just breathtaking. Two replays at under-14 level and uh, Satanta winning their first title at that age group at the B level beating Yeah, I was, I, was, I was at that. That was a great match. Uh, Satanta and St Mullins, wasn't it? It was a cracker. St Mullins, yeah. Yeah. It's very important that we have the Satantas, that we have the Burn Rangers, we have the Kildavans, and we have the, the likes of St. Mullins to, to compete with the, with the more established teams that are, that are around. At the Mo, you know, the Mitchells, the Mount Leinster Rangers, the Town Foot. You know, I would say at juvenile level, Carrick Mogi is in a very, very healthy place. Looking at the finals that we had at under 16 and under 14 level, some people would say we have maybe dropped a little bit at intermediate level or at adult level, at county level. But I, I was there this year and those girls put in every much of the effort as, as they did every other year. And I suppose when we got to the relegation final, while we were all going to be back in that situation, uh, the character came through on that day. And I suppose I would feel anyway that the team gave their, probably their, one of their best performances in the four years since going up to intermediate in that relegation final. Well, uh, we have strong under-16 panel, we have a strong minor panel uh, over the last number of years. While we may not be in Croke Park, we're still there and I think we're in a better place than we were maybe eight or nine years ago. Yeah, well that's great Linda. And listen, well done on all the great work because I know, I think you came in, I think you were, were you a chairperson, was it 2017 was your first year in the Carlo chair? I became chair in Carlo in 17, yeah, and yeah, I've done five so years as secretary before that, yeah. That. What yeah. year was the junior? Was that one in 2018? It was. 16. God, I saw how quick the time goes, but you were very much involved before that as well, because I remember you running and racing all over the, the country. That was. Yeah, I often, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, I'd often I, think of you, the great work that you do and people like you, but you're on the go and I know you're on the road uh, at the moment as well, as you said, you're on the way back there. But listen, well done on everything and well done on the President's Award. It's well deserved and I know you won a County Carlos Sports Star Award in recent times as well, Linda. So well done on everything that you've done. I know, thanks Brendan and I just want to say thanks to Katie Lahr for, and uh, it was unfortunate Martin Quilty has been very his, his uh, podcast has been excellent and he's been really raised the profile of Komogi over the last number of weeks there in, in, in KCLR and uh, I was unfortunate he couldn't be there with us yesterday but uh, thanks to KCLR and yourself and Martin and Ken for all their support of Komogi you know it's very important that Komogi gets the profile now uh, I think we're at a crossroads and I think Hilda has brought some new initiatives and new ideas and I think we're going to drive on and I think Moby will be big in 2022. Help of God, Linda, and happy Christmas to you, everybody yes. in Carlow and Leinster, Camogie, and all our friends in Kilkenny, Camogie, as well, that we're here on yes. KSLR 96. And we wish you well for 2022. We look, look, we look Can forward. I just say, yep. friend, Brendan, I, um, I know the Kilkenny AGM was on during the weekend. One of the long-serving officers of Kilkenny, Camogie, uh, Sheila Norris, uh, served her 11-year term. And I just want to wish Sheila and Teresa Aylward and Michael Ryan and Aoife Lanigan, who serve long-serving members of Kilkenny, 
Moby every good wish from everybody in Leinster and thank them for all their support as well. They did phenomenal work in their roles in Kilkenny Camogie. Jim Bulger is chair of Carlo GAA and with the local hurling and football season finished, he's been reflecting on what 2021 has meant for him and the county. Thanks, Brendan. Uh, it's been interesting to say the least, Brendan, with the, which had a, a number of challenges and not least the, the pandemic, I suppose, and trying to plan and, and prepare your shooting in the dark to a certain extent and hoping that when you do put it, the plans in place, that it'll come to fruition. And, uh, and that's just, we're all used to it now, the uncertainty that is. And it was great to get, you know, people back at our matches. Um, in the latter end of the year, it was very difficult at the start where you'd have very limited numbers behind closed doors and then, you know, 50 or 100 up to 200 at a match. And, and ultimately then we opened our gates fully, um, which was great because, uh, as you're aware, in a county of our size, finances, finances are, are always a massive challenge. And it's a given that they're there. And um, thankfully, we, we turned around the deficit last year and the, the, the figures are looking good now, which will be announced next Friday night at our convention, which is a remote convention, actually, now, because uh, we were looking at denominations uh, for different positions and, and everything is sorted. So we now vote on, on Friday night for positions with a number of changes coming. But um, overall, we decided, we had a meeting last week and we decided that uh, in the interest of the health and well-being of everybody, that we would go remote with the meeting as we did last year. Okay, well, so that's the situation. Yeah, and uh, I suppose, Brendan, just when you were speaking of the challenges, we had, I suppose, last year's football championship to finish off a number of games there, and we were lucky that we got a window. We finished off that, then we went with the hurling uh, on a standalone basis. This year's hurling, then this year's football, and uh, thankfully everything worked out well, and we did. You know, a very, uh, I suppose, our juvenile programme was fairly intense as well, and they had last year's fixtures to go through. For example, we had 21 finals ran off recently, Cushion and Og, and I'd like to compliment them on, on their planning and commitment and great people involved there. And that does not include, we got an opportunity because of the COVID numbers when they improved to go into the Kilkenny League. It was a, a little bit of a late call in the Kilkenny Leagues, and, and that's been very beneficial to us. So I'd, like to thank Kenny GA for for permitting us in, uh, you know, and this year in particular, which was always going to be a, a bit of a push, but that that I suppose change from the small pool of players and teams that we have to go in and, and to uh, compete with teams that you know are not in our county uh, is beneficial and will be and has proven to be, and yeah. indeed Mount Leicester Rangers. Um, you know, acquitted themselves very well yesterday and, and I thought they had an excellent second half in particular. Their, their first touch was was top class, really, you know. Yeah, they were. They have been a great club, Jim, as well. But uh, they have, yeah. and, and the football last night, Grange were fantastic when Kilcullen stole it. Two, two smashing teams that went out and played a great junior football match. It was excellent, wasn't it? Cracking match, you know, it really yeah. was. It really was now. And, and, uh, great atmosphere. We unlucky, but a great atmosphere. And uh, they really had a, a cut at it, as, as we were talking about last night there, Brendan. You know, they, they went at it in a proper fashion, in a positive fashion. And it, it was excellent. We're unlucky now to come out at the wrong end of 
that two point uh, deficit in the, in the end. But, but still, they, they can look back with pride the way they played. It was a cracking match. I'd imagine to be playing in a match like that was great as well. Ah, yeah, great for the people as well. It was great. And I yeah, think every, everybody, I just noticed, you know, there's club rivalries, but I seen Carlo people that were there last night. They felt they were born, bred, and reared in, in Grange. Everybody was on their feet <laughs> roaring for the Carlo lads. It was very good. Yeah. And Kilcullen, to be fair, were great and lovely yeah. people. And the only hit came down the road. It was a great, great. And yeah. to be fair to Mount Leinster Rangers, they got great support yesterday. They gave it a fair old rattle and probably didn't play up to their full potential in the first half. And, and we'll hear from Conor Phelan in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, you know, great to be playing at that level, I suppose, being a Carlo club. Yeah, it, it is because, you know, we, we, you know, we go back to the, to the size, to the number of senior teams that we have and to the challenge that it is. To, yeah. We're after, you know, realistically, we're after coming through a golden era of hurling for Carlo. Blessed, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and to try and sustain it at, at that level. And, and I thought the Brexit in the county final as well, I'd have to say, you know, that, and that's, you know, quite a number of weeks ago now. Yeah, so, yeah. And in between that, Rangers had a good put at the football championship. So, semi finalists, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was down there, in fairness, you know, 12 o'clock today, they were playing that really in under 20 football championship. and you know, it's very admirable considering had the match yesterday as well. No, you know, no, yeah, no, no real rest. Jim, the, the last yeah. time, just before I let you go, the last time you spoke to us, you said that Carlo needed a bit of a reality check in some ways because 2021 season wasn't amazing from an inter-county perspective. But just what we're talking about here at the moment, it is hard for a small county. You haven't got a massive amount of clubs. It's yeah. hard to compete with the bigger ones. And listen... Five senior clubs in hurling, and this, and it was four a few years ago. Carlo hurled in Division One, yeah. and you know did quite acquitted themselves very well in the championship. And Column yeah. guided the Christy Rings, Joe McDonough's. You know that yeah. was a golden era, and the football, to be fair, in twenty eighteen and so on. But it's hard to keep that going, isn't it? It, it is. It, it is a challenge, but we have a great backup now as well. So that's that's positive. Um, you know, I must say, Bagnus Town Gales are going in the right direction as well. Great this year, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're trying to increase the playing pool all the time. It's great that we get to our juveniles to play in Kilkenny leagues, as I said. But look, all we can do is is really get the best out of the players that we have ourselves and we can't look over our shoulders really and look outside. We need to look within and, and try and raise the standards, raise the bar with the small playing pool that we have. So the quality has to go up. And, you know, you'd be very heartened when I see the, the hurling championship this year. The under-20 hurling was very good as well. Excellent, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and last night again, or yesterday, I should say, with Rangers would give it a boost as well. So, you know, you're, 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 you're benchmarking against all other champions, you know. You're, yeah, and a great team. Ballyhale, great team. Great team, absolutely. Yeah. Fabulous team. So, uh, you know, I, I think that we just have to keep doing the work, roll up the sleeves, and working smarter as well as harder, you know, and, yeah. and really getting as much as we possibly can out of all our players. And, I, you know, there's a lot of very good work going on at underage level in Cardo as well. Excellent, that yeah, we'll to manifest, see that. Yeah. You know, and some good results very recently there as well. So we're competing well, and I hope that we can hold on. And that's always the challenge, is to hold on to players and come through. And there's lots of soundings about, you know, reverting to minor back to 18 and so on because clubs are losing out on players. You know, we're not providing enough proper tests for players that are just out of minor and are not quite good enough to play maybe senior for their club, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get so, you. So there, there are always, always songs like that. But, um, no, Brendan, um, we, we have, in our footballers now, um, we have a number of retirements going to be around, were announced recently, and, and those lads have given a lot of great service over yeah. 10, 12 
13, 14 years. And we are in transition, but we will introduce nuclear... There's a lot of good lads coming through also. There, there are good lads coming mm. through, you know, and we just, we just we can't flick a switch and expect them, but it'll take, it'll take a bit of time to get those lads, you know, competing with season teams that have been there. And we, we need to have a policy, I think, of introducing maybe a couple of players every year as well, rather than stick with the tried and tested. Maybe you know. Yeah, and, and everyone included as well, Jim. Intermediate junior clubs because yeah, the can't. I, 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 I worked with Ollie Murphy in the past. Karen Ross were a junior club yeah. in Mead, and he was playing full yeah. forward for Mead. I mean, look at John Murphy last night playing junior with Grange, yeah. and outstanding he was. But he's been a great servant to Carlo also, so it can yeah. be done. We shouldn't be reluctant. We we have to trawl, you know, everywhere. Yeah, can around everywhere, and we've gone there to a gem or two, and and there there is, as you said, there is precedent, and Mead have a proud tradition tradition in that as do Kerry of course yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. so so um, look at good footballers everywhere and it's just to try and bring them along and, and uh, you know introduce them to, to the next level and the next level and so on and then they would come through and do a great job for us I'd imagine you yeah. know? it'd be great for the hurlers to win the Joe Mack I know they have to do well in the league first but to get back there I know Colm guided them to the Joe Mack was a great, yeah. great tournament but it's it's beginning to become a very hard tournament to win also it's very difficult it, it is and, and I suppose we had a litany of injuries this year yeah, we as had well yeah. matters, and I, I do think it was just late on that we slipped against Westmead and I think it was a great opportunity to win the McDonough, you know, the year gone it's out. Great, it's a great target for 2022 anyway. It's a great thing to work towards for Tom Mullally and the is. lads, yeah. It is. And, and look, at, you've awfully are on the crest of a wave. Flying it with Michael Fenley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you've awfully, and, and um, you've answered him again now, I think, you know, or have it went wrong. No, they're gone up, aren't they? They're, they're gone, they're gone Yeah, but yeah. you'll have, you'll have yeah. Westmead and Kerry and they're not West- easy. Yeah, we know we have Leash at Yeah, they're, yeah, they've hurled well all year as well, and Clock Balakala doing well yeah. in the Leinster Championship also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, it's a, it's it's always it's, anything is hard one. Any championship worth winning is hard one, as we know. Certainly but is. Like if we do the work, and uh, we we certainly have the harder. So um, I've no fear of any team there. Once we once we uh, and hopefully Tom Mullally and his management team will will get a good run at it this year. You know, to help a guy again. We're we're asking from our players because. You know, we're, we're, we're hoping that we, we get a little bit longer out of them because of the small playing goal. And, uh, you know, you're asking them to start young and stay for as long as possible, as long as we're reaching that standard, because we have the, we, we, we have the I suppose, the challenge as regards figures when it comes to players. But uh, we are where we are, and, and I'm very confident in, in the management team and in the lads that they will put in a massive effort to try and win some silverware for us in the coming season, and hopefully that will happen. Well, hopefully it does, Jim. Well, listen, Jim, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for everything during the like year. And well, well, well done in your first no year. And I know we got off to yeah. a great start walking on the barrel track and raising the field, Bob. But sure, but sure, listen, we all clubbed in and everyone did it. And the very best of luck in 2022. Yeah, thanks, thanks, to, thanks to you for doing it for us, number one. Well, it's, number not about, it's not about thanks. me. It's just in general, a lot of people did it. And, yeah. and, and fair play, you organised it there with the county board. It was yeah. a terrific venture yeah. and, and well done to you all. But listen, yeah. thanks for everything and during thanks, the year. And we'll see you in 2022. Yeah, and thanks to Casey Lillard for their massive support and promotion of our games. The amount of games they cover for us, phenomenal, and we're very appreciative of that. And the National Service have a big spread of news from our sports fields as well every week. So, you know... Great coverage. We, 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 yeah, we, we really appreciate it. And, and thanks again, Ben, and best of luck to you. And have a good Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year, please, God. Lastly, Carlo Steve Lennon is getting ready for what's hopefully a lot of festive darts. He's been telling Scoreline just how preparations are going. Uh, good so far. Practicing with Keen Barry, he's also in the World Championships, so 
trying to be as match sharp as I can for this one. Yeah, Akeen has done very well in the last few years. He's the young man from County Mead, so there's a, there's a big Irish contingent taking part this year, isn't there? Yeah, I think there's, there's two from the north, and then there's three of three of us from the south. Myself, Keen Barry, and uh, Willie O'Connor. Okay, and I just noticed as well, Steve. I know we we'll talk to yourself in a moment about the worlds. Um, the underage structure in Carroll is going very well now. Adam D was going very well today, but unfortunately, he lost out to a man who's actually going to be playing in the worlds uh, next week. Also, but uh, young fellas in Carroll and Carroll Darts doing very, very well at the moment. Yeah, they have like a academy set up, and I think it's probably one of the biggest in the country. So, Darts and Carroll is looking bright in the future. Okay, sure. well, well, listen, you're after going from strength to strength. We're all very proud of you over the last few years. I know your first game, as I said, is on Thursday against Mazders Razma. Do you know much about this man? Or do dark players concentrate a, a little bit on their opponent or what they're like? Or do you just worry about your own game? How well do you know this guy? Uh, I know him quite well. I've played him quite a few times now on the tour. It's kind of been nip and tuck, the two of us. We've kind of had similar enough seasons this year as well. Like, yeah, he's a good player. You, you, you try not to focus on your opponent because you kind of know it's all down to yourself and how you play on the day. That's all that really matters. Okay. After that, everything else is irrelevant. Yeah, and it's tough. Like, I mean, all darts matches are tough because, you know, it's it's a, it's a matter of millimetres, as to say. But if you do win, you'll have a tough fixture because you're up against Christoph Rajaski of Poland. So you'd have one eye, I suppose, in that. But I think the one eye will be unbeaten near Manforst and they get into the second round, which would be terrific. But uh, it's not easy. Sure, it's not, Steve. All the draws are very difficult in this competition. Yeah, like compared to years ago, like if you drew, because obviously I get drawn against an international qualifier. So a few years ago, like the standard wouldn't have been as high in the international qualifiers. So you, you didn't mind who you draw, whereas like nowadays it's just as tough either whoever you get drawn against. Like, yeah. It wasn't really many you wanted to draw. Yeah, I remember last year uh, watching you, and if my memory serves me right, was it Devin Peterson you played? You played absolutely fantastic on the night, but just came up short. You were a little bit unlucky. Uh, a quick year, but uh, you'd like to do better, and uh, the real goal, I suppose, is finally get past that second round this year. But as I said, it ain't easy, but I'm right. You really, you, you were excellent in that game last year, and you were just a little bit unlucky, weren't you? Yeah, it was like, it was a different atmosphere. It didn't it didn't feel like a World Championship because there was no crowd. Yeah. So it was kind of played behind closed doors. So it was, it didn't come down to nerves. It was just it was hard to get yourself up for the game. Right. So like you kind of do you do need a bit of nerves as well. So I kind of I'm hoping now this year it'll be the crowd is back again. Yeah, it's going to be full capacity in Ali Pali, so that's that'll be great and it'll be terrific. And there's always a good Irish contingent there as well. But in fairness to the English crowd, they are the atmosphere is what makes it. And I suppose it it gives you a bit of a buzz and it kind of lifts everybody's game as well. So I'm sure you do enjoy that, do you? Oh yeah, like you get the the goosebump moments when you come out for the walk-ons, and that's like. Yeah, you always want to play in front of the crowd. Obviously, you don't want no one to be jeering against you. <laughs> That's the only thing. But yeah, now you're saying there about how difficult it was last year. We're in, we're in difficult times. You mentioned last year when we spoke to you that it had been difficult to get really practice games in as well. So, how has it been different this year, and how important are intense games prior to the championship? And I know you're saying you're practicing with uh, that young man from Mead. So, the crowd are back now. You're getting a bit of practice in. So, obviously, you're you're working hard. How many hours a week would you put in, Steve? I plan a few hours a day now. Obviously, it's like usually when it was non-COVID times, I'd kind of try and play the odd Irish tournament just to keep like match sharp and tournament sharp. But obviously, there's been nothing on in Ireland for the last. Well, there was a tournament in Killarney, but I wasn't uh, when you were on the pro tour. You weren't allowed to play right on it. But like, yeah, kind of just practice at home, practice with lads as much as you kind of can, and 
that's it really yeah yeah there'll be millions of people watching this now I absolutely love it it's the it's the highlight of my uh, Christmas I absolutely love the darts the atmosphere I missed the crowds last year I know they brought in the atmosphere like they did at the matches for the empty stadiums that on the commentaries and you could watch it at home but there will be millions of people from around the world all tuning into this tournament uh, throughout Christmas so the sport has grown so much in recent years it's been fantastic and I'm sure you've seen that and, and you can feel that yourself but darts has really uh, cap- captured the imagination of lots and lots of people to love it because the television coverage is excellent the way to do it and the commentaries are great and the atmosphere and the analysis and the former players and young fellas like yourselves coming from towns like Carlow, men coming from Navan and County Mead whereas before when my time looking in it it was always a Londoner a fella from Scotland or whatever but it's great now that we have everybody you have Germans you have the Polish guys you have the Dutch guys who've always been there so we're really looking forward to a great spectacle Yeah definitely like, to the amount of like international players now on the tour like obviously you have Ratashi from Poland you have, yeah, a few of the Germans doing really well all the Austrian players it's, it's kind of a lot more international now it's not just dominated by the English yes compared yeah. to what it used to be yeah do you have a target Steve I know it's probably a bit unfair of me to say that but for your own I, I know you and I know you're a quiet kind of a chap and you do, you do your thing and you're very popular in, in uh, on the dark circuit and you're very popular in Carol and all the lads of and, and supporters is great I do follow your social media and see the great support you get but do you have a target about how far you would like to go on this year's tournament and I suppose the answer is not in the question but the answer is of course you'd love to win the world title but if you're realistic about it you have the ability to win it but looking at it now first round second round third what would your general aspirations be or have you got any? Well obviously yeah the ideal goal is to win it out right. but you can't really look past one game at a time Yeah, like yeah. I just all I want to do at the minute is I've never really performed to my to my best at the world so like if I can perform to my best there's no reason why I can't win a few games and then kind of see from there. Like, obviously, it's different format as well. You're you're so used to playing, like, leg format, like the first of six legs, whereas the World Championships is in set format. So each, like, break, there's a break after the first of three legs in each set. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to trying to practice that now at the minute because it is a bit different to get used to. And right. it kind of is a bit of a leveler in a game sometimes. Right, it is. It's like that, that's what's happening in football and hurling at the moment. I reckon the water break and they can do that as well. You lose a bit of momentum, or you can gain a bit of momentum. It can work. It can work both ways. What's it actually like? I always, you know, when you're a young fella sitting down looking at the television, you're looking at the Grand National, and you see the jockey coming in at cheers. You get every fella wants to ride the winner of the Grand National. Or every young girl wants to be a jockey like Rachel Blackmore. You look at the darts. You want to be uh, Steve Lennon walking out there. You know, into Ali Pally and the crowd roaring and your song playing in the background. What's it actually like walking out? Uh, to be honest, I find that just the couple, the, the two or three minutes where you're you're in the separate practice room being told that they're doing the walk on in two or three minutes, I find that like the most nerve wracking thing of all time. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then the minute the minute the walk on is over, then you kind of you kind of switch into gear and you kind of forget about what's going on around you. Yeah. Is there a bit of gamesmanship as well? Sometimes you see the fellas, there'll be a bit of gamesmanship there and, you know, I, I know they can't do it illegally or that, but you see little Barneys happening between players and pardon the pun Barney, but uh, I seen it a few years ago with uh, Raymond Van Barneveld and, and Taylor. There was a bit of a argy-bargy. I think it was before you come on the scene. You know, he 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 more or less said, you squeeze me hand when you shook me hand and there was a bit of argy-bargy on the stage. There is a little bit of old rivalry there, isn't there? With, a, with some of them. I, yeah, there'd be a lot of players that might do tactics or try yeah. to get into your head before the the match is played. But like, I kind of put wait. the headphones in and do my own thing. Yeah, okay. well, I didn't get to me. Yeah, what what's your song coming out? You're a Tin Lizzy man coming on, are you? I changed it this year, right? Uh, so it's supposed to be Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, very good. 
You didn't dream. I think I, yeah. I think I said it to you before the match in Carlo. You never thought of putting on follow me up to Carlo, no? Yeah, <laughs> good old I tune. About, yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, yeah still, still, still there to be done. You're looking forward, anyway, Steve. What's in the next few days? Will you fly over two or three days beforehand to London, or will you uh, just go over a day before and stay practicing at home? Uh, staying here until about flying over on the 14th, or two days before the match. But that's mainly just in case there's any rules to do with like getting COVID tests or anything. Yeah, yeah. So like I would have usually went just like the day beforehand, but just on the safe side. Right, and in, two days beforehand, and and after the world's weather, it's uh, well. Let's hope it's a it's a long innings in the world, Stevie, and let's hope we see on New Year's uh, Day in the final. Uh, no pressure, but uh, what else is planned now for 2022? What's what's the calendar for Steve Lennon in 2022 at the moment? The well. Compared to like the start of this year, they had no kind of like calendar out. You only knew two weeks before a tournament was played, like when it was going to be on. But they have the calendar out for next year up until October. So I don't think there's there's not none in January unless you're in the world. <laughs> and uh, then the pro tour starts back flat again from February onwards. Obviously, once there's no restrictions or anything. Right. So you're looking forward to all of that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We missed you at the we missed you at the Carlos Sports Star Awards the last time it was on. I know you won an award and your sister was very proud on the night she picked up the award for you, but you were away playing and that's the, yeah. the downside that you have to do your job and you have to be off playing darts. But uh, well done on that as well and well done on all your great Thanks. work and Thanks. I'm sure if you want to wish all your fans in Carlock and Kenny and Cross Casey Lorland a happy Christmas, I'll give you the air to do it there now, Steve. Uh, happy Christmas to all my followers. Hope you all have a good Christmas and a good New Year. Well, we hope you have a brilliant Christmas, Steve, and we hope certainly hope you have a great New Year. And I'll tell you, they'll play. Follow me up to Carlo if you win the world title. Take it back to, to the town. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we, we look forward to that. Do you still be down in Dicey's or anywhere throwing the darts with the lads? Do you do a bit of casual stuff as well? It used to go there, but like since COVID happened, yeah, it's I difficult. Yeah, you ha- home, yeah. yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, when you're out and about with, on the tournament scene, yeah, that's fair but enough. Like, hopefully, in time, I'll be back there. Yeah. yeah, no, I met your dad one day. I had a good chat with him at the garage there one day, and I told him we were all very proud of you, which we are, and um, we wish you the best. Thanks. And I look forward to seeing you on, on the TV. Uh, and uh, give it a sh- give it your best shot, and that's all one can do, Steve. And we wish you well in the World Championships. You're a great ambassador for the area, a great ambassador for Carlo, and uh, where we take this opportunity to wish you and the family the very best for Christmas, and certainly to yourself for the World Championship. So the very best to look from everybody here. Thanks, Melian, and thanks for having me on as well. And that's it for this edition of Scoreline Extra. You can read about these stories and more across the week online at scoreline.ie or check out some of our other podcasts there, including The Knock On, our weekly rugby show with Stephen Byrne, or The Football Manager Football Show, where Shane O'Keefe and I try to get the better of a video game that's been getting the better of us for over 20 years. Find out how to subscribe online at scoreline.ie and catch the live show every Saturday and Sunday from 2pm. Until then... Good luck.